Now it's time to take a sports break, a look at sports history on a daily basis. Hello, my friends of sports history. This is Darren Hayes of the Sports Jersey Dispatch. Welcome once again to the Pigpen, your portal to find out great things that happen in sports history. And we're going to study the date of June 26th. And what a lot of great athletes and some spectacular events in sports history that really have some meaningful outcomes in the history of all sports, in particular the very first one we talked about. But before we get to that, let's talk about the jersey numbers uh, that we're going to be discussing here. Number 26, number 20 and number two. Now, June 26, 1916, that's the one I'm telling you is very important. The Cleveland Indians experimented with placing numbers on their jerseys, albeit for just one game. This endeavor by the Indians was years ahead of its time. Now, Cleveland, you see, became the first major league club to put a number on every baseball team member. The numerals were large enough to see from a distance, but they were not where one would expect to see them. The Cleveland squad had them on their left sleeves to denote who was who to the fans. The Baseball Hall of Fame suggests that since there was a scorecard produced and distributed to the fans with the players' names associated with that number, that this could have also been the genesis of the first modern-day game program. So a couple different items there that we know in baseball today that were probably happened for the first time in 1916. Now, June 26, 1938, it was a popular catchphrase of Wrigley Gum to promote doubling your pleasure in some of those commercials from the 70s and 80s with their product of double mint gum. However, it was not the team that played home games at Wrigley Field that enjoyed a double connotation on this day in sports history. In fact, it was the Philadelphia team at the Baker Bowl where the Cincinnati Reds were visiting the Phillies. The Reds' Lonnie Frey, number 47, who hit eight doubles in two games of the doubleheader of the games played. Now, surprisingly, the Reds lost the first game by the score of 3-10 to and then won game two, 8-5. to Now, Baxter Jordan's uh, number eight of the Phillies also posted eight hits on the day for Philadelphia, and Jordan had played for the Reds earlier in the season before signing on with Philly. Very interesting indeed. Eight doubles in one day in two games. That's spectacular. Guy must have had a set of wheels. Now, June 26, 1962, Boston Red Sox pitcher Earl Wilson, wearing the number 26, tossed a beauty of a no-hitter against the LA Angels in a 2-0 Boston victory. Later in his career, Wilson would be on the 1968 Detroit Tigers team that played in the World Series. June 26, 1970, it's an amazing game when fans get to witness a player smack a base-clearing grand slam, tallying four runs on the scoreboard with one swing of the bat. Well, if you think that's spectacular, how about this, though? Frank Robinson, donning his famous number 20 uniform, hit two grand slams for the Orioles in one game as the Baltimore Orioles beat the Washington Senators 12-2. So eight of those runs were RBIs from Frank Robinson's bat. Now, even more amazing part of this story is that he did it injured, and the injury occurred with athletic heroics in the previous game on the previous night. These two at-bats with eight RBIs followed the day after Robinson cracked a rib while making a game-saving home run robbery in extra innings. I talk about a spectacular couple of games for old number 20. Yeah, Robinson uh, you know, went to the fence and caught the ball, but hit hard, busted a rib, and decided to play the next day. Hits two grand slams. You can't make this stuff up. That is a spectacular story. A spectacular athleticism and, and feat of courage to, to be able to do that. 
June 26, 1991, at the NBA draft, the Charlotte Hornets used the first overall selection to take UNLV power forward Larry Johnson. Johnson will wear the number two for the Hornets in his rookie season that year. Now, there is what our history is for this June 26 on our sports break. There's plenty more to discuss. Uh, you can learn more on sportshistorynetwork.com with some of my partners over there that have some great sports history. Also, you can find more on pigskindispatch.com and on the Sports Jersey Dispatch podcast and jerseydispatch.com. Till tomorrow, everybody, have a great sports history day. Sorry, but my pitching coach just called timeout and he's coming out to the mound. I think I'm going to get yanked for a reliever. We'll see you back tomorrow for some more great sports history on Sports Jersey Dispatch Podcast. We invite you to check out our websites, jerseydispatch.com and pigskindispatch.com. Not only see the daily sports history, but to experience the preservation of great events and people that play the games. Find us on Pigskin Dispatch. It's also on social media outlets of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel. Get all your daily sports history. Pigskin Dispatch is happy to be associated with the Sports History Network, the sports headquarters of yesteryear, found at sportshistorynetwork.com. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com.